Welcome to the Laundry Hour, a podcast encouraging stay-at-home moms to fulfill their God-given and extraordinary purpose in their seemingly ordinary lives. I'm your host, Jamie Williams. Last time on the Laundry Hour, we talked about what it looks like to die to self with Jesus as our example. It looks like giving up your privileges or rights, taking on a humble position, and continuing to be obedient to God, even to the point of death. Giving up our own way is definitely a death to ourselves, but it's also a life to the Christ living inside us. Galatians 2.20 says that we've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer us who lives, but Christ who is within us. When we give up our own way, we allow Christ's way to happen in our lives, and his ways and thoughts are much higher and better than ours. So let's die to self and live to Christ. Today, we're going to talk about the famous love chapter. Have you ever heard it before? It's 1 Corinthians 13. Many pastors will use the love chapter when they're officiating a wedding. So my husband and I have been reading books of the New Testament in huge chunks over the last two weeks. One day we read all of Acts. That is 28 books. It was a long day, but it was such a good day. Last night we just finished 1 Corinthians, and so I had to share what I learned in chapter 13. So our verse of the day is actually 1 Corinthians 13, 3. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't have love, I would have gained nothing. It is no coincidence that we just talked about dying to self. I believe that this is something God wants us women, us mothers, us wives to hear God through Paul is saying it's not just about dying to self because if you die to self if you gave everything to the poor if you sacrificed your body you'd have something to boast about but if you didn't love anybody you gained nothing he's saying it's about loving me and loving other loving others so much that you would die to yourself we gain nothing if we do not love so let's go back to the episode about loving our children We've been commanded to love in so many verses in scripture. Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love them as I have loved you. Love one another. Love your husband. Love your children. 1 Corinthians even ends by saying that the greatest of hope, faith, and love is love because love never ends. When everything in this world doesn't exist anymore, the one thing that will continue to exist is love. Scripture also says that God is love. So that makes sense why only love would exist because only God will exist. So we know that we are supposed to love. But what does that look like in the day-to-day form? We know that love looks like giving up our lives, 
and our own way and putting on Christ's death, his service and way of thinking. We know that love looks like disciplining and instructing our children in the way of the Lord so that they live wise and godly adult lives. We know that our life should be characterized by our love. That Jesus said, they will know you are my disciples by how you love one another. But what are those moment-to-moment examples of what this kind of sacrificial love looks like? Can I read 1 Corinthians 13 over you? Um, I'm going to start in verse 4. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but it rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Love is always hopeful. And love endures through every circumstance. Love lasts forever. This is what it looks like. It looks like being patient all the time. (laughs) Kind all the time. Not rude or boastful or proud all the time. These are the two that are hard. Did you hear them? It does not demand its own way. Isn't that completely contrary, I feel like, to what our culture is talking about right now? Like, it's all about what you want. Even in marriage, it's about your happiness. Hmm. Well, it says right here that love does not demand its own way. And that love keeps no records of being wronged. Is that not also what our culture does all the time, even in marriage? Which is why most marriages end up in divorce. Because I'm demanding my own way and keeping records of wrong. Neither of those things are love. And that's the first thing. That's what we've been commanded to do in marriage. Love your husband. Essentially, Titus 2 is basically saying older women teach the younger women how to not demand their own way. And how to not keep records of wrongs. Yeah. We actually, those are things we actually need someone to teach us, right? Teach me how to love. How do I die to myself? I die to myself by not keeping records of wrongs. I die to myself by not demanding my own way. When it comes to these daily things or when it even comes to, okay, I'm to love the Lord today or love my neighbor as myself or love my children like Christ has loved me. Those are things that we can consciously think about and fight against. And those are things we should consciously think about and fight against. But they're also things we need to be praying about. For love to reign in our bodies, we need the Spirit of God. Because love is a fruit of the Spirit. We read that. Um... In Ephesians 5 or Galatians I don't know I should have looked up that um, that scripture reference but let me get give me a second since I since I got a Bible out here 
but I'm taking some time and I don't like that because, you know, I shouldn't be taking your time like that. You know what I'm saying? So I will just put that in the show notes where the fruit of the spirit are. But I think it's Galatians. Anyways, um, love is a fruit of the spirit. We can't truly have it unless we have the spirit. And the spirit is given to those who put their faith in Jesus Christ. Okay, so does that mean that people who don't believe in Jesus cannot love? Absolutely not. Love is plain to all people because of the clear things God has put in this world. Like family and marriage and sex and um, things we enjoy and are passionate about. Um, Romans 1 says that um, God is plain to everyone because of his divine nature and because of you know, his invisible attributes. Love is one of his invisible attributes that he's put in this world. Wow, we can experience that. But there's so much more because God himself is love. Um, so, yes, non-believers can experience love. But it's also that they will find their way towards him, remember? True love, though, Because true life is knowing God and knowing Jesus Christ whom he has sent. True love is understanding that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. True life, true love is found in knowing God and knowing Jesus Christ. So true love in the picture that we see in scripture is that of a sacrificial, dying to self, spirit-led kind of love and that love can only be incarnated in those who are filled with the spirit of Christ because it's not something we do it's something he does within us if he is in us so this is just another reason why we need to have our own personal relationships with Jesus and be connected to him daily. In a broad sense, we can know love and life because we know God and Jesus. In a deeper sense, we can show love like Jesus because we've experienced Jesus loving us. In a daily sense, we can love where we don't keep records of wrongs, where we believe all things, where we hope all things, and we are kind every time because we have the Spirit living inside us, reminding us in each moment who we really are. Because we are no longer our sinful self when we put our faith in Jesus. We become our Christ-reflecting self. At the beginning of our biblical motherhood study, we discussed that we were made in the image of God. We were made to be perfect, reflecting mirrors, and sin got in the way of that. But because of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, we gain the freedom from sin. We gain freedom from sin. It doesn't own us anymore. We are owned by Christ, meaning that I can actually begin to reflect him correctly. Not perfectly, because I will never be perfect in this life, but I can actually start reflecting him correctly when I get sin out of my life and when I put Jesus in my life. I can actually begin to fulfill my deepest purpose. I can finally be who I am, who I was meant to be. See, Jesus gives us life in every way. 
things in this life and the life to come. When we are finally who we are meant to be, everything we touch will be transformed from death to life because we are life givers, right? To be life givers, we have to have life. Can I pray over you? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for how you are constantly speaking to us. You want us to hear you. You want us to know you. You want us to walk with you and enjoy you. To obey you. To experience real life, real love, real God. So we just thank you so much for how you have um, poured out this understanding of love uh, to us today, to me yesterday. Where dying to self is only great if we love others. And that we can only truly love the way you've called us to love if we have your spirit living inside us. Because yeah, we can try so hard... But if we do anything without you, we don't actually really do it. And we want to really do it. We want to really love. We want to really live. And to really do that, Jesus, we need your spirit within us. We need to be filled with you. We need to put off ourselves and put on you. We need your help to do that. Because we want, we want the, um, to see the benefits. We want to see our children growing up like wise and godly adults. We want to see our husbands um, helped and respected and uh, more like you because of how we have loved them. God, we want to see whomever you've put in our lives um, transformed from death to life because they have been touched by us. We want to see all those things. We cannot do them without you. We need your spirit within us. We, we need you transforming um, us into lovers, real lovers, people that do not insist on their own way people that do not keep records of wrongs, people that are kind and patient, that believe all things, that hope all things, that forgive all things. We need you. We can't do it without you. Forgive us for how we keep thinking that we can. We can't. That is the lie. That is the first lie. That is where sin began because we thought we could do it without you. We can't. So we surrender our lives to you, asking you to, to take over. Take over. Because we want what you can give. We need what you give. Because we want to be who we were meant to be. Ah, We want that. We need that. So we love you, Jesus. We love you, Father. We love you, Spirit. And we thank you. And we're excited to see you in, at work in our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you liked it, please subscribe. If you loved it, please share. If 
you gotta have it, please review it. I would love to see what you think as well as um, your reviews help for people to find this podcast because I believe that this is something that more stay-at-home moms but more people need to hear. I, I think this is something God is saying. I want people to hear it and I need your help to share it. But next time on the Laundry Hour, let's just keep studying biblical motherhood and see what the Lord has to say to us. Um, I am loving living in this this place where he's giving me things to say. I love continuing to seek him and, and things um, connecting and um, just working together. Um, sounds like Romans 8, 30, or 828. For those who love things all for those who love God, excuse me, all things are working together for their good. Like this is even working together for my good, for your good. As Paul says, you know, ah, just eagerly I'm praying for you and, and loving you. I'm doing these for your good, your joy. Like I feel that way in this moment. Um, that this podcast is not just for my joy, oh, but it is for your joy, for your good. So I'm grateful um, that God is using me and he's speaking to me so I can speak to you. And, and um, I want to experience your joy. I want you to share your joy with me um, so that I can rejoice with you and praise God in heaven um, for what he's doing in your life through this podcast as well as through other things. So, uh, will you be in the laundry room this week? Great. Then I will see you for the next laundry hour. I love you guys.